Hello, this is Diana Goodman, and you are listening to Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat. Hi, this is Don Wilson, and welcome to Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat. We're going to have some fun, so hang with me for the next half hour. On this episode, I'm going to share with you my exclusive 1992 interview with John Daniel Sumner. That's right, J.D. Sumner of the famed Stamps Quartet. He used to sing with the Blackwood Brothers and uh, knew Elvis before he actually hit it big. He was uh, always coming back to see uh, J.D. and Blackwood Brothers and the different gospel uh, groups they would play at Ellis Auditorium, and uh, Elvis and J.D. had a lifelong friendship, and from around 1971 to 1977, J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet backed Elvis on every show and uh, recording session that uh, Elvis did. So without any further ado, here I am speaking with J.D. Sumner. Uh, John Daniel Sumner, J.D. Sumner here. We're at the Holiday Inn Crown Plaza Hotel in Memphis, and he's getting ready to uh, do the tribute to Elvis with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. Tell us a little bit about that, J.D. You did it last year, and uh, uh, this year you've got the two inspirations also with the stamps, and uh, it's almost like Elvis is here again, so to speak, isn't it? What's the nearest thing to uh, Elvis being here? He's on a big screen, and uh, we're Elvis does three or four songs, and uh, we do the rest of it. And uh, of course, they're all Elvis songs. It's sort of a tribute to Elvis. It's very exciting. Uh, on one spot, well, Elvis introduces the Stamps Quartet to sing "Sweet Sweet Spirit," and it's really the most exciting show I've ever been a part of uh, outside of being with Elvis himself where that's impossible now but it's a very exciting show and uh, brings back a lot of memories and the Memphis Symphony Orchestra is just absolutely fantastic so it's going to be a great show I, I know that uh, last year was fantastic I attended it with Richard Davis and Red West and they were both very moved and remember we came back and uh, visited with you and the stamps and uh, uh, the show is uh, is a little bit different. You changed it up a little bit this year, uh, haven't you, uh, JD? Or uh... yeah, we we're basically the Stamps, different members taking the lead on different songs, or doing the lead part of it. And last year we had a young group from out at Memphis State that done part of it, uh, but they weren't part of the Elvis family. This year it's all family and. Uh, uh, it'd, be, it'd be more real because uh, the stamps were there with Elvis and we're doing, you take Eddie and if he's singing most of the show because he's the one that had, was the lead in the years when we were with Elvis. And then uh, Ed Hill, he's the one that always announced in the Elvis show, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. And, uh, and Rick Strickland, our new uh, tenor singer. He'll be doing some of the songs, and I was worried as to his capability to uh, sing the Elvis songs, but he does and does a fantastic job. And then I sang uh, My Way and My Boy, and uh, of 
course, the gospel things I'll be doing, why me, Lord, and how great thou art, and I do, it's funny how time slips away, so uh, uh, it'd be a great show. The new member, uh, Rick, uh, is he any relation to Larry uh, Strickland? No, they're no kin whatsoever. Uh, everybody has to ask that. No, they're no kin. I recently saw you on the Crook and Chase uh, show, and uh, uh, you sounded great. I mean, he, he sounded good with you guys, and uh, uh, he seemed like he was pretty, uh, he said, kind of scared, though, didn't he? Well, he was. That was about his first big-time uh, uh, singing. And uh, just before that, we'd appeared on the Grand Ole Opry. We were on Grand Ole Opry on, uh, two, for two nights, Friday and Saturday. And... Uh, him out there with all the country stars, people he'd never met. He was pretty excited, but he's calming down pretty much. But this is going to be going to be a blast for him being with uh, the symphony orchestra. I mean, uh, I don't know where he can take it or not. His head may explode. <laughs> well, we all know that uh, Elvis very, uh, very much admired you, and when you were singing with the Blackwood Brothers, and uh, that's when uh, isn't that when he first met you at Ellis Auditorium? Well, I met Elvis before I started with the Blackwood Brothers. I was with a group called the Sunshine Boys, and uh, we would come into Memphis and sing here at the Ellis Auditorium with the Blackwood Brothers. And that's when I met Elvis, when he was a real small boy of 14 years old. And uh, Elvis was sort of, I think if he could have had his choosing, he would have been a bass singer. Uh, he always, when we get around jamming, he always tried to sing bass and uh and had the best rhythm of anybody I've ever heard sing. Elvis had that rhythm uh that black people have, that soul rhythm. He uh I wish I'd have had his rhythm, but uh he was sort of a frustrated bass singer Elvis was, so he always admired my singing and he loved to hang around with me and ask questions and uh uh at that time, of course, when he was a kid, well, he certainly wasn't Elvis, or he was Elvis, but I didn't know it was that. I just called him son, and uh, I was 10 years older than Elvis. And at that age, 10 years is a lot. Uh, when you were 14, I was 24, and uh, that was that was pretty old to him. So uh, he would hang around stage and ask questions, and. Uh, of course, I wish I could remember what I told him so I could do it myself, but uh, apparently I didn't I didn't uh, help him all that much, but he was just always a fantastic young man, and uh, I think the greatest pleasure I ever had was working with Elvis Presley those years and knowing him basically all of his life and uh, having the privilege to sing at his mother's funeral when I was with the Blackwood Brothers. And then, of course, I was in charge of his funeral. I uh, uh, handled the funeral service, picked out the singers and uh, the preacher, Rex Humbard, to preach his sermon and uh, the great experience. Uh, J.D., we know of Elvis' love for gospel music, and they also know that uh, he would uh, say when he was on stage that he was really sharing your stage, and it was such an honor for him to be there with you. What were the songs that he really loved to sing uh, with you and the stamps uh, as far as gospel uh, goes? Because we know of his love for it. Well, of course, he, he loved a lot of the old hymns, Lead Me, Guide Me. Well, you done that in the uh, 
movie, and uh, he loved to hear us sing The Lighthouse. And, uh, of course, his favorite, I think it had to be, was How Great Thou Art. He uh, sang it on every show that he ever done, How Great Thou Art. And then he loved to hear us sing Sweet, Sweet Spirit. Well, of course, he, he loved a lot of the old hymns, Lead Me, Guide Me. We done that in the uh, movie, and uh, he loved to hear us sing The Lighthouse. And, uh, of course, his favorite, I think it had to be, was How Great Thou Art. He uh, sang it on every show that he ever done, How Great Thou Art. And then he loved to hear us sing Sweet, Sweet Spirit. And then he loved a lot of the old Negro spirituals, like Swing Down, Sweet Chariot, Stop and Let Me Ride, and... Uh, I, John, Saul, and, uh, well, just about anything gospel that was love. He's gotten us upstairs before, and we've sung for four hours, and, you know, just, and him jamming in when he wanted to, and, well, he told you what to sing, you know, he, he, uh, <laughs> he'd say, sang this, of course, he listened to our records all the time, and knew everything we sung. He, uh, loved the song, uh, Bill Bates used to sing, When It's My Time. Then he liked one that Ed Enoch's son, I should have been crucified. And uh, he just loved them all. I appreciate you talking with me, uh, J.D. And uh, uh, I'm sure everybody's going to come out and enjoy uh, hearing you and everything. And uh, it's always a thrill. Always feel for you to be back in Memphis uh, to sing for the fans because we all love you. Well, thank you, my friend. You're kind. Hi, I'm J.D. Sumner, and you're riding on the mystery train with our good buddy, Don Wilson. As I'm doing this show, I'm reminded that it's George Klein's birthday. George Klein, the uh, famed DJ on WHBQ Memphis and Sirius Radio, uh, was a very good friend of mine, and uh, I miss him. So I'm pulling out some tapes of uh, times that I've talked to GK, the Jeeker and your speaker, and I'm going to share one of those times. The first time that I interviewed George in 1992, and I haven't heard it probably since around that time. So uh, it's it's raw audio material, so we're going to get to it right now. Test check, one, two, three. Just GK, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I'll play that back, Donnie. Yes, Colonel. And I'm sitting here with the great George Klein. How are you doing today, George? Don L., my man, Don L., ladies and gentlemen, the great Don L. I'm George Klein. I want to congratulate Don L. on his brand new show on WEVL FM 90. Yes, I'm doing fine, Don L. I listen to you every Monday morning at 9 o'clock. Well, thank you, GK. I also listen to you on the queue during your Elvis hour. Every, every Sunday night, 7 on WHBQ. Thank you, Don L. Yes. You'll be on that show coming up in October. That's right. Just a yes. A couple of weeks coming up, right? Yes. Yes. Well, th I really enjoyed being down at the queue with you uh, the other night to take the show, Colonel. I'm glad you came down, Don L. It was my pleasure to have you. You're a fine young man. Well, uh, tell us uh, when you first got the chance to, uh, to know Elvis and when you first met him. Donnell, I have to brief it down. It's a long story. It's about 36 chapters. It'd take me 25 hours to tell you that story. But I shall brief it down. I shall give you the Reader's Digest version. We met in 1948, Humes High School, in Miss Mormon's music class. Elvis brought his guitar to school. Got up and sang Cold, Cold, Icy Fingers in front of our 8th grade music class at Humes High. It was the second floor right across the street from my house. I lived right across the street from the school. Miss Mormon's room was up on the second floor. And if you walked out of her room, went down the steps, went out that end door, you walked right into my house. And uh, 
Met Elvis there at Humes, down out. I went into radio, Elvis went into recording. After Elvis got out of high school, I became a disc jockey. Elvis started recording for Sun Records. And then after a while, Elvis invited me to tour with him, and I went on the road with him, went to work with Elvis. I worked for Elvis for the last year before he went in the Army. From 57 to 58, I was in the movie Jailhouse Rock, which is quite a thrill for me. In fact, it was a tremendous experience going to Hollywood, California, the fact be known. Then when Elvis went in the Army, I went back into radio and TV. When Elvis came out of the Army, I remained in radio and TV, but kept our close personal friendship. And after that, I traveled with him on vacation, or I'd jump out to Hollywood and hang with the guys and all. And uh, when Elvis got married, I was one of 14 people at his wedding. I worked as a groomsman as was Mr. Richard E. Davis. And uh, when I, I'm no longer married, but at the time when I did get married, Elvis was the best man at my wedding. He paid for the entire wedding as a wedding present. And then when, uh, bless his heart, Elvis passed away, I was a Paul Baird his funeral. And then uh, six years ago, when they instituted the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, his family asked me to go to New York to the Waldorf Astoria along with Chuck Berry, Ray Charles, James Brown, the Everly Brothers, Fats Domino, Jerry Lee Lewis, they asked me to accept Elvis's award into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is probably one of the highlights of my career. They asked me to accept Elvis's award into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is probably one of the highlights of my career. That's a great honor, GK. You know. Yes. <laughs> and that was a DJ. Uh, yeah, boy. Yeah, Richard, if Richard Davis or Sonny West had told you the story. You'd be here until this time next week. Yeah. So many different stories come to mind. If you look under tangent, if you look under tangent in Webster's Dictionary, you'll see a picture of Richard Davis. Good God. He and Sonny West can get off on a tangent. Mr. Webster defined the word tangent. Sonny West, Richard Davis. Uh, did you hear that, uh, radio audience? Look up the word tangent in the Webster's Dictionary today. It's also the fucking wagon. Yes! We'll have to cut that part out right there. <laughs> well, no, that's clean. <laughs> they used to use that on Laugh-In. There's a dictionary called fucking Wagner. They used oh, it yeah. on Laugh-In. That's right. Roll it, Colonel. You're all weak. Hi, this is Red West, and you're rocking and rolling on the Don Wilson Show. Well, I hope you enjoyed those interview segments with the great J.D. Sumner and the Jeeker and your speaker, George Klein. I miss them both. But thanks to these audio tapes, a lot of their words and their memories live on through this medium. Um, Going through these tapes, I've run across a lot of promos and uh, some that I didn't even recall having, as well as uh, when I did a benefit for the Memphis Humane Society, this recording um, of Sam Thompson, who was a judge in Memphis at the time. Uh, he was uh, Elvis's bodyguard and, of course, brother to uh, Linda Thompson, who was Elvis's girlfriend for five years. So um, just for posterity, and since Sam is my friend, um, I'm going to play it. This is Sam Thompson for the Memphis Humane Society. I want to say hello to all the Elvis fans gathered at Marlowe's tonight. Uh, this is Sam Thompson. And uh, I worked for Elvis for the last year of his life, last year on tour, and was a friend of his from 1972 on. Most of you may remember me through my sister, Linda Thompson, who, of course, was with Elvis for about five years. And although Linda and I can't be with you tonight, we want you to know that in spirit that we support what you all are doing at that benefit there, hopefully raising funds and lots of funds to support 
the Memphis Humane Society. Both Linda and I support those causes, and we know that Elvis, if he were alive today, would be there with you, and we're asking that you open your wallets as well as your hearts and, and give up yourselves to support this worthy cause. Thank you for coming, and thank you for remembering Elvis. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat. Join me next time for lots of surprises. Until then, may the wind be at your back. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join me next time on Don Wilson's Hollywood Beat. Remember, I can be heard on Anchor, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Please check out my website at www.donwilsonshollywoodbeat.com and join me here next time. Remember, keep rocking and don't tip over. Thank you.